0: Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Scott George, your announcer. For this first Sunday after Christmas, the Reverend Jake Sletten will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is lay minister Bruce Sletton with organist Miss Susan Sinegar, acolytes Gabby James and Riley Ray. Today's order of service is at Trinity1874.com. That's Trinity1874.com. Radio broadcast for today is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. Our opening hymn today is Let All Together Praise Our God, hymn 389, verses 1 through 4 of the Lutheran Service Book. That's hymn 389, verses 1 through 4 of the Lutheran Service Book. May God bless us as we worship together.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Trinity Today. It's great to be with you all here in God's house once again to worship and to be served by him through his word and sacrament. Please stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. And as always, members, if you see people that you don't recognize, please go say hi and welcome them today.
0: <clears throat> the Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message, V dma by guest pastor john news from the days of the prophet jeremiah to our own some things haven't changed all that much there's still corruption violence injustice tragedy and suffering that's the bad news however the word of god endures forever so does god's love for us in jesus christ and that's the good news we now join our worship service in progress
1: So as you're taking your seats, let's begin our time here of worship and praise today with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you that your Holy Spirit has called us here by your holy gospel. And now, Lord, we ask that as we worship you, that you would give us a zeal for your house of worship here. Truly, Lord, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Please stand. And so we make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O oh, almighty God, merciful father, All I a poor Lord, miserable sinner mighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Opening hymn "Let us all together. Praise our God. M389 verses 1 through 4. M389 verses 1 through 4.
1: When Israel was a child, I loved him. Thus says the Lord, a voice is heard in Ramah. Rachel is weeping for her children. Thus says the Lord, keep your voice from weeping. For there is a reward for your work, declares the Lord. And they shall come back from the of the There is hope for your future, declares the Lord. And your children shall come back to your own Glory be to the Father, and to the and Son, and, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, it is now, and will be forever. Amen. When Israel was a child, I loved him. God, our maker and redeemer, you wonderfully created us, and in the incarnation of your Son, yet more wondrously restored our human nature. Grant that we may ever be alive in him who made himself to be like us. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for this morning is taken from Isaiah chapter 63. I will recount the steadfast love of the Lord, the praises of the Lord, according to all that the Lord has granted us, and their great goodness to the house of Israel that he has granted them according to his compassion, according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he said, Surely they are my people, children who will not deal falsely. And he became their Savior. In all their affliction he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity he redeemed them, he lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Therefore he turned to be their enemy and himself fought against them. Then he remembered the days of old, of Moses and his people. Where is he who brought them up out of the sea and with the shepherds of, of his flock? Where is he who put in the midst of them his Holy Spirit, who caused his glorious arm to go with the right hand of Moses, who divided the waters before them to make for himself an everlasting name, who led them through the depths? Like a horse in the desert, they did not stumble. Like livestock that go down into the valley, the Spirit of the Lord gave them rest, so you led your people to make for yourself a glorious name. This is the word of our Lord. Be to, God. to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And, shall be upon his, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. And bless you, Father. To you. Sing to the Lord a new song. I now invite all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Please bring up your offering, your mighty mites, as well.
0: Today's children's message is brought to us by Pastor Jake on the topic of everlasting love.
1: and face me, I have some things in my bag over here that I want to show you, and they're all things that are a little bit different. Some might seem a little bit odd, but they all kind of have something in common, okay? So I'm going to ask you a question every time that I show you something. This is just a piece of paper, right? Do you think that in a hundred years that this piece of paper will still be here? Maybe. Maybe. Do you think that in 1,000 in years that this piece of paper will still be here? The chances get less. Do you think in, in 2,000 years that this paper will still be here? Maybe, Maybe. okay? Might, but the, every year that goes by, the chances get less and less that this piece of paper is going to last because it's just a piece of paper, okay? Well, there's one. What else do I have in here? Oh, what about this? A clothespin. It's made of wood. Do you think in a hundred years that this clothespin is going to be here? Maybe. Maybe. Do you think in three thousand years that this that this clothespin is going to be here? Maybe. Maybe. What about in a hundred million trillion years? Do you think this clothespin is going is going to be here? Probably not. Maybe. Probably not. Maybe, but probably not. Okay. What else? What else do we got? Well, oh, piece of plastic just a random piece of plastic that I found. Now this is is a little bit uh, stronger, I would say, than perhaps this clothespin or perhaps this piece of paper. So this piece of plastic will probably last longer than the piece of paper and the wooden clothespin, but eventually it's not gonna, it's gonna sort of cease to exist, eventually, okay? Well, what what else we got here? Oh, how about this can? Do you think this can is going to last forever? Maybe. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, at some point, it's going to, you know, decompose and rust, and it's just it's not going to last forever. Now, the last thing that I have is this. It's just a rock. Do you think that this rock will last longer than this wooden clothespin, this piece of plastic, this piece of paper, and this metal can. Do you think that this rock will last longer? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Good, good, good. Okay. So you're catching on to what I am getting at. Okay. So this rock, I mean, who knows how long that it it would last, and who who knows how much longer that we have until Jesus returns. But the point is 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 this. Jesus in the Gospels calls himself our foundation. And a foundation is usually made out of rock. Okay? In the gospel text for today, from the Gospel of Matthew, a really terrible thing happens. Okay, there's uh, there's just unfortunately there's a lot of of babies and young and young people that die. Okay, but there is one person who escapes, and there's one person who doesn't die, and that person, of course, is Jesus. And the reason why Jesus doesn't die is also very similar to why he he doesn't die in lots of other times in which he could have died. Okay. And we're going to talk about what that reason is. So I want you to pay particularly close attention in the sermon today to listen for that reason. Because what we're going to learn is that just like this rock, okay, and even even better than this rock, that the steadfast love of the Lord, the everlasting love of God, it endures and it lives for you and me forever. There is nothing that can decompose it. There is nothing that can get rid of it because it will follow us all the days of our life. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Will you guys put your hands together and repeat after me, okay? Dear Jesus, thank you that your everlasting love will be with me forever. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You guys can go back and sit with your folks. Our epistle reading, for this morning is taken from Galatians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul writes this, When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. This is the word of our Lord. Be to God. Please stand. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to Saint Luke, the second chapter. Alleluia. Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there, and being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in a city called Nazareth. That that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, he shall be called a Nazarene. This is the gospel of our Lord.
0: what child is this m370 m370
1: you pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God, our Father, and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the gospel lesson that was just read, and it's one of those gospel texts where, as I get done reading it, it's kind of a not a very happy text, and you get done, and all of these innocent children have been killed, and this is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's hard, and it's hard to listen to, and it's hard to really sort of wrap your mind around. And it's one of those, it's one of those stories in the Bible, and certainly one of those Christmas stories that we don't really take a lot of time on because it is, it is hard, and it, it is hard to. Here and it's hard to read. But before we get there, I want to start with this. You've probably heard it talked about before, and I'll, I'll mention it here because it kind of sets the table for what we're going to be talking about. There is only one sin that you can commit that you will never be forgiven of. One sin. And that one sin is, as Scripture says, is to deny God's Holy Spirit. Now, what does that mean? What that means, in essence, is this. You know what Jesus has done for you. You understand it. And what you basically do and say is, I don't, I don't, I don't want it. I don't care about it and in the way that somebody might live their life, in the way of the, of the things that, that they might say and the things that they might tell other people. So if you deny God's Holy Spirit, if you deny what Christ came in this world to do, if you just say, you know what, all of that is complete hogwash and I don't believe it at all, then yes, you will not be forgiven of that sin. If you or somebody else wants to sort of live their lives like, like Pharaoh. Do you remember Pharaoh and, the, and Moses in that, in, that, um, in that account really describes very well what happened to Pharaoh's heart. It became hardened. And God had sent Moses again and again and again to, to not only to try to free God's people, but I think to, in an attempt to convert Pharaoh. And yet, Moses writes that his, his heart became even more hard and more hard and more hard, and he simply just didn't believe, nor did he want to believe. In our text for today, as I said, Herod is tricked. When, when, when Herod realizes that he has been tricked by the wise men, who actually were very wise, right? Okay. When he realizes that he has been tricked by them, he becomes enraged and he becomes and so he sent out this, this memo saying that every single child, male child two years old and under, must be killed. And allow me to sort of set the context even a little bit in more specificity. I seriously doubt that the way that those boys were killed was in a humane way. I seriously doubt, doubt that. So you have all of these innocent children who were being murdered by this enraged and, 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 and crazy king, except for one. Except for one. And of course we know that that one was Jesus. And as I was looking at this text, it got me to thinking about all of these other times in which the Gospels talk about how Jesus could have died and perhaps even times where Jesus should have died. I was reminded of the time when Satan was tempting him in, in the desert. And Satan says, you know, if you, if you, if you throw yourself down from, from here, and of course Jesus doesn't do it, because... Jesus isn't dying by throwing himself off of a cliff, and he isn't dying in the desert being tempted by Satan who's trying to tempt him to get away, to to veer off of this path, this course that God has set for, for him. I was reminded, too, of the time in which after he had spoken God's truth and God's word to people, that they also became so enraged and angry with him that, he led, that they led him to, to the edge of this cliff in an attempt to throw him down, and the Gospels say Jesus just sort of walked between them and he was not touched or harmed. Why? Well, because Jesus is not dying by being thrown off of a cliff by people who just didn't want to hear his message. I was, I was reminded too of the time, and I've mentioned this here before, but of the time in which the disciples are in the boat with Jesus, and this great storm comes up, and the waves are, are crashing into the boat so that it's about to sink, and the disciples are, are freaking out, as any of us probably would. And there's Jesus. He's sleeping. And why does he sleep? Well, he sleeps, number one, because he's God and he has absolutely nothing to be concerned about, but he sleeps because he knows that he's not dying in a boat. And so he gets up and he calms the wind and the white and the waves, and the disciples are amazed by, by what they have seen, and their faith slowly but surely begins to grow a little bit more. And then in sort of the Coup de, the coup de gras, the, the grandest moment, I think, of when Jesus didn't deter. He is standing before Pilate, about to be, about to be crucified. And Pilate says, "Don't you know that I have the power to release you?" Pilate is giving him an out. Jesus can walk away scot-free, all of this pain and suffering and everything else that he has been through, the the, the anxiety that, that, that he had in the garden of Gethsemane. Father, take this cup from me, but not my will, but yours be done. And so Pilate gives him an out, and yet he doesn't take it. And he doesn't take it because, well, he wasn't dying by the hands of Herod, he wasn't going to die, he wasn't gonna die by, by throwing himself down off of a high point, he wasn't going to die by being thrown off of a cliff by other people, and he certainly was not about to let this person, Pilate, ironically enough, his child, too, allow him to, to get away scot-free. From his course and this plan of action that God had set out before him. He could have died and should have died so many times, and yet there was only one place that he was going to die. And of course, we know that that place was on the cross. Because on the cross, Jesus won everlasting love for us. On the cross, Jesus won God's steadfast love for us. It was just like what I talked about with the kids here. Now, that rock that I had at the very end, I mean, I suppose many, 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 many years from now, it would probably cease to exist. But the point is, is that the steadfast love of God will never cease to exist. Jesus escaped that day, So that you and I could be here today to not only worship, but to receive his steadfast love in his body and blood. God's salvation cannot be stopped. No matter what anybody tries to do about it, no matter what the the news or anybody else tries to convince you of, God's salvation will never be stopped. His plan of action, his, his the, the course that has been laid out for us continues. And not even your sin or my sin can stop that. Here's what's, here's what's, um, here's what's ironic and also incredibly amazing about that one unforgivable sin is, is that if that person that you had in your mind when I was going through all of those things about what the one unforgivable, Forgivable sin is, if that person has a prodigal son moment, guess what happens? Forgiveness. No questions asked. No God, Jesus pulling out this person's resume and saying, oh, no, 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 no. Completely unbridled, everlasting steadfast love given to them. Why? Because that's what God's plan of salvation is. And I think that this is something that, that a lot of us kind of have a hard time wrapping our heads around because we still think we still have this 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 sin because we still live on this side of heaven that still thinks that we need to continue to do more and do more and and and, and, and do more. We 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 have this idea that it's the gospel but. It's Jesus died for you once and for all, God's everlasting and steadfast love once and for all, but you need to make sure that you're praying enough, and you need to make sure that you're reading your Bible enough, and you need to make sure that you're going to church enough, and you need to make sure that that you're doing this and this and this and this. No. The gospel is the gospel, period. Jesus' steadfast love and everlasting love which follows you all the days of your life is period. The one unforgivable sin, even that sin, if they have a prodigal son moment, and we pray that all of those people that we know of, that we thought of, we pray that they do, they are welcomed with open arms, with no questions asked, not reading off their resume, and simply Christ welcome them home, and not only saying welcome home, but I love what the text from Galatians says. Because they too are heirs. Because they too have been brought into sonship as as that text says, the adoption, right? Adoption to sons and daughters of Christ who are also heirs of the King. And what are we heirs of? Everything that the kingdom of God is. Everlasting forgiveness that never runs out. Everlasting love that never runs out. Everlasting mercy that, just, that does not require anybody's resume except for one, the one who escaped from Herod's reign. The one, of course, his name is Jesus. I want to end with these verses from the book of Lamentations, and it says this. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They never come to an end. They are new every morning. And as we sing in that that hymn, great is your faithfulness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, Jesus Christ, At this time, we gather our tithes and offerings. Now is a good time to uh, write your name and your family's name in that red sign in book that is in your pew. And whether you are a member or a guest with us, please find that book and fill it out so that we know that you were here with us this morning. We collect our tithes and offerings. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that your love for us never runs out, that it never gives up, that it always follows us. Help us, we pray, to always remember your steadfast love as we soon begin this new year. Thank you that nothing was going to stop your salvation of your beloved creation. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. For the preservation of marriage, that God would defend husbands and wives from every assault of the enemy, support them in their faithfulness and loving service to one another, and grant them joy in every time. Lord, in your mercy. For all public servants and those whom you have given to us to care for us, that they may be supported and upheld in every good deed. Lord, in your mercy. For all who are sick hurt, lonely, for all who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally, especially for all those on our health list, also for Pam Shane's mom, Norma, who is recovering from surgery, also for Roy Oberman, who is recovering from surgery as well, and for all those, Lord, that we name before you in our hearts. We humbly pray that you would heal them in every way. Lord, in your mercy. In your mercy. We thank you also for all with anniversaries soon. As your word says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. Continue to wrap yourself in our marriages and our families. We pray for Chris and for Emily, that you might keep them in their marriage so hidden within you that all forces of evil would come to nothing. Lord, in your mercy. Finally, Lord, we thank you for the gift of your body and blood present in the sacrament this day. May these gifts be for our good as you have designed all of your gifts for us to be. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places. Give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord who out of love for his fallen creation humbled himself by taking on the form of a servant, becoming obedient unto death, even death upon a cross. Risen from the dead, he has freed us from eternal death and and has given to us life everlasting. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my the I of
2: my sin my
1: Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which He was, betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, "Take, eat." This is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
0: First distribution hymn is Joy to the World, Hymn 387, M 387. Mary, Lord her child, M three seven four, M three seven four.
1: Thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to You, Almighty God, that You have refreshed us to this salutary gift. And we implore You that of Your mercy that You would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards You and in fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ, Your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with You in the Holy Spirit. One God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. With Blessed be the Lord. With the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. A few announcements before we close with worship today. First of all, offering the offering envelopes can be picked up in the narthex. There are still some back there, so if you have not gotten yours yet, please find that box and pick yours up. If you ordered a poinsettia for the altar, they can be picked up after church today. Uh, there will be no practice on January 1st for the Trinity Choir or the Trinity Ringers. Uh, ladies of... Trinity, please join us January 2nd at 1.30 p.m. for the first LWML meeting of the year in the Fellowship Hall of the School. Council meeting has been set for January 5th at 1 p.m., and uh, the voters' meeting is on January 26th at 1 p.m. after the 8th grade chili cook-off, and then the 8th grade chili cook-off is, of course, on that same date following church as well. And then finally, New Year's Eve service is on Tuesday evening, December 31st, at 6 p.m. Uh, we will be having communion at that service as well. So that is at 6 p.m. here uh, at church on New Year's Eve. I think that's all the announcements that I have. I pray that you are all of be a very, very blessed week.
0: It's been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you, and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Scott George.